are your hosts, longtime partners in slime, Adam Obscene and Marco Mark. Hello, listeners and listeners. Hello, Marco Mark. Hello, Adam Obscene. Great to see you. So we are back and tonight we are kicking off a new series uh, within a series within a series. And uh, before we go any more into our normal niffy natty titty chatty, check this out. Wastelands. Blossomer. Request. The future. A river of turbulent wind has swept the skies and nature has reclaimed the planet. In the desolate wasteland that remains, a mysterious fugitive is pursued and captured by a brutal lawman and his feisty tracker. When a wily bounty hunter grabs their prisoner, they vow to track him to the edge of existence. Now, it's a race against time across dangerous territory, a battle of wits in an unknown land. A test of courage under fire. And this time, there will be no prisoner. Slipstream. Requested by Baron Von Ball. So, yes, requested by a notable listener for a long time, pretty much right from the start, uh, Mr. Baron Von Borgie has, through the social medias, said, hey, dudes, you should re- you should review this. And so we are. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent, man. And um, Baron Von Borg, uh, proprietor of Bad Habit Records, Yes. In Nambour, Nambour, Queensland, now, now, Australia. Now in Nambour. Made the move north uh, from Ipswich to Cane Punk Central in old the Nam. So uh, he's mm-hmm. doing time in Nam and uh, making the best of it. So shout out Azza and uh, we're going to hope you um, dig this one. So this is, this is for you, big fella. Uh, Slipstream, uh, 1989 disaster piece, which, mate, I, I, I have I've got to say I have seen it and I had seen mm. it and but a really cursory glance over it. Um, mm. So rewatching it was actually interesting, <laughs> it's like to say the least. Um, for the uninitiated, uh, basically it's like in the near future, it's a post-apocalyptic, which is you'd expect from Borgie, um, is the Earth has been decimated by natural disasters and a giant wind rules the planet. And a bounty hunter named Matt um, kidnaps a murderer from two police officers and is planning to get the bounty for himself and then basically just turns into a bit of a chase scene um, throughout the thing. It's kind of like... It's like Road Warrior with no roads and Waterworld with no water. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, but there's a big wind. It's like... Yeah, yeah. It was good. It was, um, yeah. Uh, 1989 release. Yeah, man, you could, that's what you could expect from this era. I thought Mark Hamill, um, of course, was the uh, shining star in this. He was like the best actor and everybody else was a bit... Uh, but, um, yeah, it was good. Look, I enjoyed it. It's um. It was directed by um, Stephen Limberger, who Marco he was actually um, responsible. He was the director of Tron, Disney's uh, oh. Tron tastic film. Uh, this was his fifth one, and by from everything I can sort of see, his last. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, and that his prob- descent, and it probably is. Um, due to the fact that it cost a shit ton to make and didn't get a US distribution in cinemas. 
Right. So yeah. that's gonna yeah. that's gonna kill you every time. Um, yeah. So who else was in it? Well, it's interesting because it actually does have a bit of an a, a stellar cl- uh, stellar cast. Like um, it's got. Bob Peck in it, who played Byron. So he was, you'll know him from, he he had a bit role in Jurassic Park and a bunch of other stuff. Um, you had Bill Paxton, um, the Matt, the bounty hunter. So he was like in Alien and True Lies. So there's your oily walnut connection with um, Arnie Schwarzenegger. And, yeah, yeah. Um, he was tw- also in Twister. And yep. two notable sort of cameo parts with um, Robbie Coltrane, who was like you know, yeah. Hagrid or Nuns on the Run with Derek Idle. <laughs> yep, yep. And um, Sir Ben Kingsley played that weird guru <laughs> wind dude who basically sprouted out a whole heap of like pontificating nonsense, nonsense and then died. So that was quite weird. Yeah, that's right. They stumble across a, a cult of sort of wind worshippers, almost like cave dwelling people that eschewed technology to worship the wind. And he he actually reminded me. Yeah, the the cult leader actually reminded me of um the singer from Pentagram. You know that band Pentagram. <laughs> Even the way he spoke, yeah, like, same hair, everything. Yeah. He had a really British. A really British heavy metal, like late eighties heavy metal look to him. He was hilarious. It could have been. It could have been an extra episode on Comic Strip Presents. <laughs> like it's like Bad News Three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a edition. lot of British, yeah, <laughs> British like, comedy actors in there. Um. So look, well, my observations on it were quite interesting. Well, not quite interesting. I felt like it was one part <laughs> Blade Blade Runner, one part. Yep. Mad Max, um, a light yep. sprinkling of like um, Star Wars with a little bit of Snake Plissken. <laughs> oh, a like, little bit, yeah, absolutely. Like, I thought Mark Hamill's character looked a lot like um, Kiefer Sutherland's vampire character in um, Lost, Lost Boys, Boys, too. Yeah, and acted a little <laughs> bit like um, like a little bit like Rick Deckard in Blade Runner. Like he was sort of like that yeah, bad yeah, yeah. ass. Like yeah. law enforcement dude, and then yeah. and then you had like the the Bill Paxton's character was kind of like you know I'm going to call him Matt Pliskin, Snake's like not so hardcore brother. <laughs> yeah, there was that kind of hench mullet vibe going <laughs> on there. The hench mullet and the you know, bounty hunter, but like he was like against his older brother Snake, he'd never really cut it. So he just got ba- abandoned to the the windy wastelands. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> he was pretty rubbish as a bounty hunter, and I found it was kind of weird that they centered the whole movie. Like, really, that character of Matt the bounty hunter was the centerpiece of the story, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was really a weak character. <laughs> like, it was. Yeah, like, he was kind of weak. Like, I, I I like to write down some quotes, and one of his quotes, and I don't know, for me it sums it up, like, this is the kind of movie it is. Um, let's get some shut-eye. Like, that That was his character. Like, that was the, the you know, the line, the caliber of line for his character. Let's get some shut-eye. You know, like, oh. The spoiler bits come in here. So, like, basically, Matt kidnap, kidnaps Byron, the murderer, from Mark Hamill's um, police officer. Uh, I think his name was um, Tra- Tasker. Um, and it turns out that, you know, that Byron's really, he's a bit odd and he can, like, cure the blind and he can get out of handcuffs and he's um he's all like this butler looking dude who's well prim and proper in the middle of like a post-apocalyptic um disastrous wasteland and it turns out that he's basically 
a Terminator butler. He's like he's a, he's an android, yeah. and he's um, an android, and it's and but the reveal on it is really limp. Like it's like yeah. you sort of Actually, guess it, and then it's like oh yeah. If there's one line where Mark Hamill goes <laughs> like you know, you know something about androids, you know, it's like oh okay, so that's the big reveal that you know, they didn't. And there was a couple of sort of unresolved things through this whole movie, which I found hilarious, yeah. but, but they sort of like, it's, it, it's like the, the script, you know, without getting too analytical on it, it suffered from not having enough rewrites. Like, it's like, we'll have all these ideas, but we never resolve any of them. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like how the Android actually kills his master. They don't actually, you know, there's one line where we get how we got onto this is like um, Matt the Matt the bounty hunter he's a bit you know a bit limp wrist and he goes I'm guessing he asked for it and then Byron goes well yeah actually he did and that was it yeah <laughs> it's like that was it okay so you're supposed to work out for yourself that you know maybe the master was you know elderly and ailing and it was more of a euthanasia type thing well, rather than uh, a cold blooded murder I might be looking more into it than. Then, um, but I went there exactly like you said, and I thought, like um, Will Smith's iRobot, how the robot actually is tricked in or configured into killing his master because his master wanted to die. Like, I felt mm, okay. so. I sort of felt that I, I may be reading more yeah. into it, but it, no, it, I did too. A la- maybe it's just our need to actually extrapolate a really poor story with something a bit deeper. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe so, Adam. Well, here's the thing: they didn't give us a clear resolution for this, so we were left with questions, mate. And we, we are the kind of people who are going to try our best to answer those questions, especially of- for our listeners. <laughs> the benefit of the doubt to the, to the <laughs> script writers. That's what they meant us to think. Um, sure. The other thing was um, this weird promised land that the android kept on sprouting on again. It's like, it's like, I dreamed of this place. I'm pretty sure I've never been there. Maybe I'll go there, that place I dreamt of. But yeah. Know, it's, and then he sort of, cro- at the end of the movie, crim- climbs over some rocks as if he's like, going to this place, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's it, it's also um look like I got some clips here the so speaking about the weird dialogue and the scripts I'll play these through because it kind of will give the losseners a bit of a bit of a vibe of what we're talking about. Uh-huh. What the hell happened here? Mr. Rowan here thinks he's going to take our prisoner. Poison died. Now drop the gun and we'll talk about getting you the antidote. I never believe a man staring down the barrel of a gun. <laughs> well, you should this time. This is forbidden territory. What are you doing? You're under arrest. Dollars. Oh, <laughs> show them what we got, boys. This is what hell is. You're stuck in a place like this forever. I can help you. I'll give you the antidote. Then I'll shoot you. That's what I like. Teamwork. Sense of fair play. You've misled them about us. So how can we know you're not misleading us about them? going to say about all those clips is that this film had a really majestic really well put together soundtrack 
It did. But it was fucking inappropriate. <laughs> like, it, it popped <laughs> up in the weirdest fucking spots, right? It made no sense. Like, it was like yeah. John Williamson, who did the score from Star Wars, he's, like, understudy, got this gig, and then said, I'm going to do something as epic. But it just yeah, oh, yeah. didn't. It just didn't work. It was, like, weird. No. Especially when you got Bill Paxton, like laying in a cave with an android saying, I'm not going to keep my, I'm not going to take my eyes off you and then falls asleep. <laughs> like yeah. 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 Oh man. I feel like, um, Mark Hamill should have been featured in this a lot more. Cause there were sort of really big parts of it, like getaway where they got away. And, um, Mark, Mark Hamill was nowhere to be seen for like, you know, a, a third of the movie. He should have been in it. He was like, he was would have been great in it and would have lifted the whole thing up. But think, yeah, he was nowhere to be seen for ages. I think if he played the copper role, but like if he played, if if he actually had the central role of the mm-hmm. the Bill Paxton character, but mm-hmm. played it like that copper, like yeah. badass, but yeah, with yeah, a heart yeah. of gold, and he was yeah. in the centre part of the film, it would have it would have nailed it. Like yeah, for sure. Because this was like Mark Hamill's first film after um, Return of the Jedi. So he didn't do a movie for six years after Return of the Jedi. And, wow. And he deliberately took this role because it was so different to Luke Skywalker. Oh, wow. Okay. So, okay. You know, so he did it. So there's so there was that sort of – but I think that they could have just made the bounty hunter way more harder and less goofy. And, yeah, and the yeah, coppers could yeah. have been more goofy – but still, you know, it would. I think that that was just a misstep that they flipped that around the wrong way. Because why would you give the leading role to Bill Paxton at that point in his career when you've yeah. got Mark Hamill, who's like it's his comeback film from you know Return of the Jedi? Yeah, for sure. Like put him all the way through it, and yeah, you're dead right, Adam. The um, the bounty hunter and the cop should have been like two two stubborn sort of tough guys going at it mm. and sort of fighting for the prize. You mm. know, they should have really been going at it because, um, yeah, that would have been a lot more um, cool to see. Because what, what, what we ended up getting was this wor- weird, windy world buddy cop film where two likeable kind of scants are running away from – you know, it was like a buddy film, like these guys yeah, become yeah. buddies and they're, you know, having adventures or in all these alcaves and cults and, and all this with a little bit of like Christian religious underlays run through the whole thing, you know? like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. And it was like, it just, and then it was like a road movie, like, like sort of a Mad Max road movie, but instead of cars, they were all flying around in airplanes up and down the slipstream. Like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a lot of promise. This movie had so much promise. Like you mentioned, Adam, a lot of money was spent on it. The soundtrack was fantastic. The premise was really good. I mean, you know, this is like the late 80s where, like you also mentioned before, Adam, like Waterworld was coming, was about to be released. Like there were – it was in that vein. It could have have been great and it could have been – Epic. Yeah, directed so much better. And, yeah, it, it had potential. That's all I'm going to say. And I think, like, you know, to add to that, it had it had a pretty awesome cast. Like, it was like you had the American yeah. ring-ins, but then there was a brilliant, solid British 
go-to um, supporting cast. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, but then, yeah, there was just like a series of missteps that one after another individually probably wouldn't have affected the film, but linking them yeah. all together, like, yeah. just made it sort of like a bit head-scratching. In saying yeah. that, I really did enjoy it. In I enjoyed the missteps because I'm like, mm-hmm. I guess I'm, I've, like, we've seen some absolute <clears throat> stinkers, dude, and this is nowhere <laughs> near as bad as any of those stinkers. Like, this, <laughs> No, you're, you're right, mate. The, the intriguing novelty value of watching, you know, Mark Hamill and Bill Paxton and, you know, Ben Kingsley and Robbie Coltrane um, – all in the one movie in, like, this film that really kind of did look like 1979 Mad Max. It, like, had that sort of very washed out, like, feel, you know. It had a lo-fi feel about it. Um, It was all all filmed in Ireland, but that's why it was all quite... Ireland, okay. Um, Windy. And, you know, so, look, mate, I I think that, like I said, it never got a theatre release in the US, so it never really had a chance to even bust through. I think it probably, by and large, just ended up in dollar bins on um, direct-to-DVD or VHS in in the States. Is it in your collection? Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's on a double bill. It's on Slipstream is on a double bill with like two um, two thousand eight hundred eighty nine AD. Like n- another really shocking one. Um, <laughs> so sounds good. So th- so this was so there was another um, Mark Hamill also did another one which I think was like Time Runner, which which is slightly better. But it's funny because there's this sort of real Blade Runner thing going on with Mark Hamill. Like I think yeah, there he, is. which I find really hilarious because who played. Deckard in Blade Runner, which was yeah. Harrison Ford. You know, so, Ford. so I'm wondering if there was some competitive, like, you know, uh, I guess aspirations in that is, you know, you know Harrison yeah. Ford's done that. Um, but like I said, I'm just looking at my notes here. Oh, that thing about the dialogue, that's right. Like I made this note that it wasn't like, it felt like that they weren't actually talking to each other in the movie, but more yeah. like, reciting lines to each other they were yeah. dropping yeah. so and it was and it, it ranged between quasi philosophical to yeah. just downright cheesy cliche like yeah yeah there's one yeah. line where the mark hamill's um <laughs> mark hamill's sidekick the the the, the police officers the i think she trackers like tracker <laughs> um yep. she says this thing to um bill paxton's character says um this is like a suicide mission to hell and back mm. it's like you don't come back from a suicide mission <laughs> <laughs> oh no the so, dialogue was horrible that was one of the first notes that i made because it opened up it looked pretty good there was a brief description and um the first scene really reminded me of uh the North by Northwest, where the plane swoops mm, on, mm. you know, the guy running in the suit, yeah, you know. Yeah, Did yeah. you get North by Northwest yeah, vibes from that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit hitch- it started off a little Hitchcockian. Yeah. And then like, yeah, it, right. as soon as someone started talking, I just wrote down, dialogue, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it just like, it just goes, oh, it looks, <laughs> yeah. looks beautiful. They've got the countryside. They've got the, you know, the um, butler running, get swooping down by an ultralight aircraft. It, yeah, it's all looking. The, the, it's all looking right, and then the first yeah, dude yeah. opens his fucking mouth, and you go, bow, bow. <laughs> bow, bow. And, and you're dead right with the narration, like where they were, where they were sort of um, pontificating, 
uh, sort of like looking off into the distance, you know, talking whimsically. Um, It's kind of like that's what they would – that's the kind of script writing they were doing in that era when they were doing like – medieval pieces like night or fantasy pieces like that it had that kind of element of fantasy movie making and narration but it wasn't the movie for that it was like a dystopian um action adventure film you know but it was made seemed to be made or written by people who had that almost like late 80s british fantasy way of writing and and it was funny because they really did there was like it was almost like there was the the pontification um, off where, the, the, where you had the Byron character and the Ben Kingsley character in a cave and they were just dropping lines and each line was just more more like dicky than the other. It was like, a swallow yeah. only flies at night with 2.30 two, in the morning. Well, you know, when we're gone, we'll only be dust in the sand. When I decompose, I will be just gold. You know, it's like, what are you saying? What? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like uh, come on. Just, you know. And then they strap the android to a kite in a crucifix pose. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what? it was great. Um, so, oh, this is the <laughs> this. So we're ca- we're wrapping up quickly, but this is the bit where you love the most. Body count, body count. It was twelve. So Mark Hamill killed twelve people. So the the kills per minute in this one, while I scroll down in my magical kills per minute computerator, so twelve kills <laughs> by Mark Hamill. Runtime one hundred and two minutes. Um, on the version that I watched, and mind you, mm. listeners, there's everything from one hundred and two to one hundred and thirty to two. It's, you know, correct. So, so there's lots of versions, um, but in the version I watched, I'm giving it a zero point one one seven kills per minute or KDM. Um, funnily enough, not the most kills per minute that Mark Hamill has had. His most okay. kills per minute are actually in Star Wars A New Hope where it's 286 because he just destroys so many stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> badass. So badass. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think, you know, that's it. Borgie, what do you reckon? I think it's a... A solid three out of ten. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I, yeah, I think it's hilarious. Thank you, thank you, Baron von Borg, for putting us through this movie. Like, yeah, la- Th- laugh on us. Thank you for letting mate. me off the hook because normally I'm the one that puts Mark, puts Mark through these movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's your turn. It's your turn, Borgie. Bloody hell. Um, Listeners and listeners, we can be found on all the platforms. Just type in Wastelands Radio Show. We're on the Facebook and the Instagram and the YouTube. Again, Wastelands Radio Show. You can email us at Gmail. That's Wastelands Radio Show at gmail.com and uh, wastelands.com.au for the web where you can get the episode notes and the direct downloads. Uh, also, the store, we have some sick merch. There's some pretty awesome stuff. Um, and so get onto that. We've got some top Toxic toys as well that we're going to be flicking around in the next episode. Um, toxic toys, I hear you ask. Yes, very interesting. Um, Marco, thank you for joining me again. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's been it's been delightful. 
<laughs> Absolutely. We've dissected in our own way yet another um, yet another shonky movie. This time a lis- listener, Lossner request. So, Lossners, if you have any other requests or you want to put us through any more torturous devices, uh, you know, the most <laughs> shocking or the best or um, whatever, flick us a, a message through the different platforms and we'll give it a crack. Um, but right now, my good man, is there anything more you would like to add? Well, it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. It's over!